Hello, Eagle Mountain, Utah East Stake. This is Brother Gail with another podcast. Uh, just a reminder, this podcast does not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Tonight we have a special family to share some of their experiences. They are the Phillips family, brother and sister Phillips. Hi. Hello. We're going to have them introduce themselves. What's their makeup of their family? Uh, how many children? A little bit about themselves. So uh, we're in the Skyland Ridge Ward. We've been here uh, since before the ward existed. It's been, what, four years or something four, now? Four and a half years. Uh, we've got five kids, uh, ages five through 15, uh, mostly boys with one girl that just turned eight. And she'll be getting baptized here in like a month or two. So she's very excited about that. And so are we. <laughs> It's been, it's been interesting with, with COVID. Everything changes. That's super exciting about the baptism. They've kind of gone from, oh, you have to do you know the whole stake baptism all at the same time. And so now they get to individualize a lot of the baptism. So that's a good decision on her part. And I wish her luck. Doing an interview over Zoom with a bishop, that's something that not everyone gets to experience. So that was an interesting uh, baptism interview with her. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting. Could have even recorded that. That would have been fun. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't think about that. So we'll go ahead and get started. What have you found to be successful in your home as far as come follow me? I think it's been very difficult for the most part, especially with having such a wide range of ages. Trying to find the time to sit down with the older kids versus the younger kids. Torin's done a really good job at kind of going over the lesson and things like that. And then he will quiz them and ask questions and they have to search their scriptures to see who can find the answer the fastest to earn points. And mommy helps the younger ones cheat <laughs> and will you know point to the verse and help them read it. And it, it makes the other cheating. ones. <laughs> I'm directing them in the right direction. And then whoever has the most points earns a little treat. That seems to have worked the best for us. It keeps everyone involved. Well, fun. We found when we were just reading, you know, sitting down and reading scriptures, the kids got bored and they would ask about every three verses if, if we were done yet. And we found, you know, doing the quiz, we could jump to the more interesting parts of the chapter and they wanted to read those parts to find the answer. And it, it kind of helped them know what was going on but they were involved. I, I've learned from movies, if you want them to watch a movie, you have to kind of give them the trailer. And so I've done that a lot with the scriptures too, is I give them the trailer edition of the chapter or chapters we're covering to kind of get them interested. And then we kind of do the quiz to kind of help them get involved, but not feel like it's a chore to do come follow me. Because sometimes it gets, they get bored so quick. And, you know, trying to just keep them engaged has been uh, the trick. Yeah, that one is a hard one, especially for our two oldest and doing home church. They like to fall asleep on the couch. Well, you know, we try to do come follow me shortly after church. There, everyone's ready for a nap. <laughs> so we have decided that we're going to try something new and incorporate it with dinner time. And so, because our kids are so eager to want to eat dinner and jet out. I think it will be good if we set a designated time that it doesn't matter if you're done eating or not, you still are home. And this is, I mean, the only family time we really get together. So we need to help them to understand how important that is. I believe that having a schedule is a good thing to have. 
last couple of weeks with the 4th of July, my schedule has been off just because family's been in town or I've been out of town. So setting that schedule really makes it easy for the kids. Um, probably makes it a lot easier for you. Other than successes, what kind of struggles have you been having? I think the complaining, you know, we talk about, you know, wanting the spirit when you're teaching and we're saying, hey, we're doing Come Follow Me and everyone immediately starts moaning. It makes it hard to be excited about it and then to get them excited. And so a lot of times I think we kind of, what I'll do is I'll sit down and start reading the scriptures and they'll just be curious and come over and sit down and say, what are you doing, dad? And then I'll slowly start into it. And they, I see them kind of come to me eventually. And so I've really learned if I don't start, they don't want to start either. And I have to make it kind of, you know, like when you're eating your vegetables, you have to make it sound interesting and exciting and then they'll be drawn in. But I think that's the hard part is when you tell them what you're doing, if they're not excited about it, it's really hard to trick them into getting excited about it. How I am with my own fifth graders is if I'm not excited about it, they're not going to be excited about it. So when I go to teach grammar... They don't like grammar because I don't like teaching grammar. But <laughs> all, all those subjects that you're interested in, they they see it in your eyes and then they have a lot more fun with it. And so that definitely is a, a good thing to try and keep up with them. Are, are there any other struggles? Well, I think we're always, you know, sometimes it's just hard to do it, uh, you know, just to be consistent and to constantly do it. And I think one of the things, you know, we're trying is, as parents is always trying something new. Uh, you know, if, if something works, let's keep track, but let's also be, you know, talking about, Hey, let's do it during dinner. Or when we were out with our, my family, we tried doing, um, acting things out and seeing, you know, did our kids like that? And so I think we're constantly just trying to find out what is something that's going to draw them in to keep them more interested. You know, if the teenagers fall asleep, but someone else is still interested, we just keep going and don't try to drag them into it. I think we just almost kind of just let, let this. Yeah. Let the teenager sleep. Just nudge them here and there and you'll get a mumbled response from them so we know that they're still breathing. (laughs) And sometimes I'm kind of surprised with our oldest. He picks up little bits here and there. While he's sleeping. While he's sleeping. So it surprises me. But yeah, it's it's the fighting, you know, to say we, we don't want Come Follow Me to be a struggle or a fight. So how do we do it with the spirit and not have it be a a bad uh, experience for them? So they, they enjoy it and they, they want to do it. I think that's been a big struggle that we're constantly trying to say, how do we not start out by yelling and screaming and, and yelling at them to sit down, Stop, don't move, trying new things all the time. Like, hey, we're going to try dinner instead of, uh, you know, come some, sit down in the middle of the day and we're going to see if that works. And dinner's great. Like if we can actually all sit down together at the table. Yeah. Tell them what the time limit is so they know this is not a never ending uh, lesson. Yeah. Hey, this is only going to be 30 minutes. I definitely agree with the that captive audience kind of thing. So, you know, if you're feeding them, they're going to um, associate that a lot with being together as a family. How have you focused on the Savior as a family when you're doing your Come Follow Me? That's a good question. That is a good question. I think sometimes with Come Follow Me, a lot of times we'll treat it just like any other lesson and, and if the kids ask a question that's off topic, we'll just go with it because they're interested in, um, you know, so a lot of times they'll ask a question about what does that mean? Why do we do that? And even if it's not necessarily related, we'll go off on talking about the atonement and, and let the kids kind of appreciate because they ask the question, we'll just go off topic and, and drop, you know, let's, we're, we're not going to talk about Alma this week. We're going to talk about, you know, the, the question they ask. 
And so I think we try to be really willing to deviate when we find them interested in another topic. I think the other thing I'm, I'm big on focusing on is, is trying to have a better attitude as a parent to say, I'm not trying to shove the gospel down their throat. I really want them to come to the gospel. And so I, I hope that I'm trying to be that the same kind of teacher that Christ was, where people were drawn to him. Um, and, you know, he wasn't trying to be out and force the gospel onto people and, and, and force repentance. So I hope that I'm kind of emulating that a little bit and that my kids see that I try to live the gospel outside of come follow me. Uh, you know, and I'm reading my scriptures and, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it as a chore. How often are you doing it? Well, I'm lucky if I'm doing it like two or three times a week. Okay. There's room for improvement, you know, but you're doing better than I am. I think we've, we've covered a lot. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on. Hopefully our listeners have really felt the spirit, heard the message, able to identify with your family and that they can experiment. A lot, a lot of times, you know, with what you were saying, it was one thing doesn't work, go with the other. Sometimes you crash and burn. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you find those, those routes that you didn't think you were going to go down to um, based on what your kids were interested at the time. I know we've kind of discussed a little bit on, on past podcasts that, you know, this, it's not covering the lesson. It's, you know, teaching to the individual. And so you can spend an hour on a subject. You can spend three or four weeks on a subject. Uh, but just to, you know, listen to the still small voice. I know that if anyone does that, they will have a lot of blessings in, in their life and their family and be able to overcome a lot of obstacles and difficulties. And I just invite everyone listening to try to keep that consistency and try new things. Well, I think the the big thing I love about Come Follow Me is if we miss a week, I don't feel a lot of pressure that I need to catch or go back and do that. You know, when we were trying to read the scriptures, the Book of Mormon as a family, a few years ago, we would really lose a lot of momentum when you miss a few days. But with Come Follow Me, if we miss a week, we just skip it. And, and we just say, hey, this week, we're going to do this lesson. And we really don't put a lot of pressure on. If we have to, we go back and kind of set the story a little. Yeah, that trailer edition. But mm-hmm. I think the most important part is just trying. Yeah. And that's what we're really focusing on is just try. Well, thank you, everyone that's listening. And hopefully you have a good week. We are signing out.